Good evening and welcome to the All For Us podcast. <sighs> Big sigh. <laughs> nice, relaxing, calm sigh. <laughs> um, yeah, so thank you very much for listening so far. And in particular, the last episode I did with my beautiful partner, Nell. And we've had a lot of good feedback about that. And, you know, people have related to it. Um, perhaps... You know, it's helped them on their journey of understanding ADHD and neurodivergence. Um, but yeah, just I'm glad that it resonated with people. I think that it's an important topic and, and that's exactly why I wanted to do an episode with Nell on it. Um, so yeah, much love and thank you for that. So tonight I want to have a crack about... Um, well, this, this kind of thought come to me at the weekend when we did, did our last retreat. We do like rewilding retreats in nature where we get back to our roots do breath work uh, emotional freedom exercises meditation cold water exposure um, and throughout the last few retreats we've had like numerous questions where people like ask things afterwards they say like you know i want to know about this i want to know about that and and something occurred to me just after the last retreat and i thought wow like there's so much to really kind of give you that total paradox of choice and just numb you into that kind of what do I do first do you know what I mean like there's there's like shadow work there's inner child work there's dark night of the soul there's there's just so much to kind of really get your teeth into that if I was you know just even just like maybe five years ago like I'll be like what what the hell like what do I do like it would just kind of numb me into like probably doing nothing (laughs) um so I think what I wanted to talk about tonight is I wanted to share a simple way of looking at the healing journey and try and give some kind of structure so that people can perhaps look at this and think, wow, well, you know, it's, it's not as hard or it's not as um, complicated, I should say. Yeah, because of course it's hard. You know, everything worth achieving is hard. But... You know, it's not as complicated and complex as as what we might sort of be led to believe. So, what I what I think is, there is three steps to our healing that take us from healing to thriving in life, and I'm going to go through each segment tonight, and I'm going to attempt to simplify it. <laughs> probably get to the end of this episode and think bloody hell I've just made it more complicated for you (laughs) but hopefully not hopefully not so I believe that the first thing that we should focus on within our healing journey and it certainly served me well um, so I suppose it's wrong to say should I hate using the word should because when you say should it kind of triggers people it's like oh who are you to say what I should do these are just from my experiences and this is what served me well and if I was to think of a structure that would serve others this is what I would say so I think the first thing is we need to release the past okay what does that mean I believe we need to release the past energetically from the body okay so any past traumas that we've had any past emotions that we have suppressed and not felt stay in the body and turn into sickness, illness, disease, toxic patterns, self-sabotaging techniques, toxic behaviours. It all comes from the past, yeah? It all comes from the past. 
So it's my belief that we need to recognise that we all have the past being stuck in us today, okay? So we need to realise that and release the past energetically from the body. So how do we do that? At first, I looked into talk therapy, okay? Go to a therapist, talk about the past and you know, put some sense into it. So you, you have a, a word with somebody, maybe go through a few different sessions and you learn about your past, you learn about your childhood, you learn about, you know, maybe your parents done this or parents done that or maybe that relationship caused you to hold on to some attachment. And that's good, that's fine. I can fully hold space for that and fully say that is, you know, certainly not something that is wasted. However, when we talk about something, we get that awareness of it and we think, right, okay, I understand that, I understand why that happened. But we don't release the energy that has been stored in the body purely by understanding it conceptually or purely by understanding it as a, you know, from a theoretical and from a conversational point of view, yeah? Just because somebody says to us, oh, you know, that could have happened because of that, that could have happened because of that, that gives us an understanding on an intellectual level. That's what I was looking for, intellectual level. But it doesn't read us from the energy that's stored in our body. So, yeah, great. Have talk therapy if you want. I don't believe it is fundamentally necessary. I believe that we can go straight into the body and release the energy from the past. Okay? Here's why. Because a lot of our traumas of the past, our mind as froze them from our memory to keep us safe. So a lot of us haven't got memories from our childhood, yeah? A lot of us haven't got memories from a few years ago. That is happening for us. Our brain is keeping us safe, okay? So if something traumatic happens, it doesn't matter if it's a capital T trauma or a, or a, a small T trauma, yeah? The mind often shuts off, freezes, and puts us into a state of, as I say, freeze, so that it blocks off that memory. Okay, so we physically, when we were in that situation, we weren't even there. Okay, we were took out of that situation to keep us safe. So that's why, looking back now, our memory doesn't really serve us too well. Often we haven't got good memories of ourselves growing up. And so we can't really sit and talk to somebody about that. But that doesn't mean we haven't got that energy sitting in our body that needs released. So, release the energy from the past energetically okay these stuck emotions that aren't serving us that are showing up in our lives today in forms of disease so how do we do that somatic experiences somatic soma meaning of the body basically when we get into the body we bypass the conscious mind and we get into the subconscious okay the conscious mind may not know that there is trauma in the body Okay, the conscious mind will have forgot it, but the subconscious and the body keeps the score. So, doing practices like deep breath work, okay, when we set aside 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, a few, you know, a couple of times in, a couple of times in the evenings, um, a couple of times a week, I should say, we get into the body and we start to generate the energy that's been stuck and we release it. Okay, this can come out in tears of joy come out in sadness it can come out in feelings of anger it can come out in you know tremors in the fingers in the extremities come out in feelings of heat on the skin goosebumps laughter 
okay this is all neutral energy coming up in the body and if we can be in a safe space in our own bed lying down on our back and this knowing this energy is going to come out of us we can just allow that to happen yeah and it's a very cathartic experience it doesn't come with any judgments okay we can just allow that to happen and we can rid ourselves of the energy that's been stored in the body and manifesting as disease in our present so understanding that when we release the past that is an amazing thing to do okay breath work helps with that that's you know it's the number one thing i would recommend that's what helped me deep breathing practices they get they get to a point where you know these emotions become less and less as you're ridding yourself of these emotional energies that have been stuck in your body for too long we all grew up in a society where we suppress things so i would say that you know even if you don't believe you've had a traumatic childhood you've probably still had small t traumas that this energy and this emotions they need released and it'll serve you better in the now other ways you know there's eft emotional freedom technique tapping yeah when we tap in on the meridian points we also free up energy so again you can look into these eft tapping my friend sarah sarah mcavoy who do the retreats with she's an eft facilitator she can guide you through these sessions to help you overcome energy that's stuck in your body from the past okay when we do any kind of conscious movement such as yoga such as qigong yeah energy movements energy practice yeah any form of expressive movement ecstatic dance yoga of dance um, shaking these are all movements movement is medicine and we rid ourselves of energy that's stored in the tissues you know as they say the tissues keep the issues this is going to help yeah so these are somatic practices so once we start looking into somatic practices you know you don't have to pick one exclusively you can try all of them and you find one that you can be consistent with and you find a way to release the past energetically the next step tagging on to still number one about the past is we reframe the past okay so yeah we get rid of the past energetically in the body but we also reframe it mentally what does that mean okay we no longer play a victim to the past we reframe it because we are as humans we are storytellers and we are meaning seekers and we always look for meaning and story in everything but the beauty of creating meaning and reframing the past is we get to decide that story okay we get to choose our own story and how we frame it we can either be a victim or we can be grateful for the past okay i personally suffered a lot in my past mental health wise suffering to the point of being suicidal depressive cancelling all my plans you know i've talked about it on various podcasts i do not regret any of that i'm grateful for that experience for if it wasn't for that experience i wouldn't be where i'm at today helping people now and on the journey of you know being a breathwork coach and helping so many people on the retreats i simply wouldn't be where i'm at now if it wasn't for my suffering of the past so i've reframed that on my own choosing okay i'm not playing victim to my past i am purely choosing to reframe that i believe that that is our fundamental step that we need to take when it comes to the past as well as releasing the energy of the past to reframe the past to a way that suits ourselves okay we must forgive ourselves and forgive others okay when we reframe the past it changes the present and it changes our future it's that simple 
okay? And to the extent that we can forgive ourselves and others in the past is the extent of which we can grow and change and thrive in life. The extent to which we hold on to the past and don't forgive ourselves or others is the extent to which we'll be stuck and in pain, okay? So we need to let go of the past and reframe it in a way that suits ourselves. Looking at the man, uh, the man's search for meaning, a book by Viktor Frankl, he was in a concentration camp and he was tortured daily. Yet he chose to reframe that situation he was in to serve him. Okay? And it got to the point where he was actually more content and more upbeat and more humorous than the guards that were held that were keeping him captive, purely by choosing the meaning that he was going to assign to his suffering. Man's Search for Meaning is a powerful book, and if you're looking for meaning to create about your past or your trauma, then that would be a book that I would highly recommend. So we've dealt with the past now, yeah, we've released it energetically in the body, and we've reframed it mentally in the mind. The next step is to regulate the present. How do we do that? We regulate the present by being aware of our nervous system, okay, being aware and accepting that life is always going to throw stresses at us. Life is always going to throw externals to us that we're going to have to deal with. Yeah, we're not guaranteed an easy life. We're guaranteed to get triggered. We're guaranteed to have stress. And we're guaranteed for things to happen that we didn't plan for. So we need to regulate that, yeah? We need to learn to pause. Because the pause is where you gain your power. Between stimulus and response, there is a gap. Within that gap lies our greatest power. Okay, and the breath is a perfect way to anchor you into the present and lengthen that gap. So what do we do? We're in the height of a situation where we get triggered, whatever it may be. I'll use the typical one of being stuck in traffic. If we just react impulsively in that moment, then it's our chimp. Yeah, it's that erratic chimp side of our brain that is just irrational, impulsive, and gets you into trouble. If we pause and simply do a deep breath, yeah, do a couple of sighs, it grounds you in the present, and suddenly you take ownership, and you step into your truth, yeah, you step into your truth with who you want to be, and who you want to show up with, purely by regulating the present, yeah, regulating the present is a powerful tip to do, yeah, it gains control of your life in any situation, and you can put your authentic self forward, rather than it being your conditioned self, conditioned by your past, being your chimp self, impulsive, and just reacting through life on autopilot. We regulate the present. And what do we also do is being aware of that accumulation of stress throughout the day by regulating our nervous system in these moments of stress. We simply empty, empty our cup of stress so that by the end of the day, we're not biting our partner's head off. Yeah, We are regulated and calm in each new moment, emptying our cup of stress in each set of circumstances. So regulate the present and also be fully present, yeah? These moments in life that we are missing purely by not being present is absolute, yeah, it's, it's terrible. We're missing so many magic moments in life purely by not being present. When we walk our dogs at night, when we are commuting to work, when we're walking from the car park to the office, these moments, we aren't even there, yeah? One of the practices I've been doing in recent years is trying to be present as much as I can. Whether that's walking to the office 
from the car park. Just be there, yeah? Don't project that energy of I'm not wanting to be there. Just be there. Try to be fully focused. And it's amazing what magic you will see in the mundane. It really is. Suddenly you'll glance at somebody, you'll make eye contact, you'll have a conversation, which you would otherwise have never had. These moments, I believe, is what life is about. It's these magic moments that we would have otherwise not had. Yeah, It's not about the flash holiday, the flash car, the flash experience when we go away once a month. It's about the magic in the mundane. Yeah, Purely being present when you're sat in a queue in Costa instead of just flicking on your phone and being in a different bloody planet. It's about being present. So, yeah, take a breath. So, to summarise where we are so far, we release the past, we reframe the past. We regulate the present and we focus on being present. Lastly, which I believe is the last step, you know, to keep it all nice and structured, is we build resilience towards the future. What does that mean? What that means is, if we build resilience towards an uncertain future, it makes us back ourselves towards whatever will happen. So how can that be? If we voluntarily put ourselves into difficult situations of uncomfortable experiences, we take ownership and we build up self-esteem within ourselves that we're made of some tough stuff, yeah? So if we voluntarily do some things that are putting us in voluntarily discomfort, such as cold showers, such as getting up early when you wanted to lie in, such as setting some habits that you are staying true to, okay, and saying you're going to do something and then going through with it, these are creating a resilient attitude in life and suddenly when life does get hard, you've got that to fall back on, yeah, you've got that resilient attitude of, oh, hold on a minute here, you know, I'm made of tougher stuff here, you know, when I say I'm going to do something, I do it, it's like that old analogy of the frog, if you kiss an ugly frog first thing in the morning, your day can't get any worse, <laughs> now that sounds daft, but what it essentially means, if you do the first difficult task in the morning, then you're setting a precedent that you can handle whatever life will throw at you, now, I've done this myself, yeah, I've always been a commitment, I've always made it a commi commitment to doing uncomfortable things, whether that's getting up early in the morning and going for a, for a hike in the mountains, whether that's camping out in, in all weathers, whether that's cold showers, whether that's, you know, doing sea dips in the morning, six o'clock in the morning and meeting people, whatever it is, over the period of years, I've forged an attitude and a, and a resilient mindset so that what it does is, what I've found the benefits is, Life is uncertain, yeah? In its very nature, it's impermanent, yeah? And it's uncertain. Now, if we aren't made of tough stuff, and we haven't got evidence to back that up, we can get very, very anxious towards an uncertain future. If we are made of tougher things, and we've got that evidence to back ourselves up with, suddenly an uncertain future doesn't cause as much alarm, yeah? Life, your well-being in life, is the reputation you keep with yourself, if you're always cutting corners and you're always being lazy and you're always taking the path of least resistance, then when life does punch you in the face, you're not going to handle that. So build resilience so that you can handle anything that the future throws at you. Yeah, and that is a really good state to get to in terms of the future. 
in terms of other things for the future, we need to feel the frequency of the life that we wish to have now. Okay, we don't need to wait for that life to give us that attitude or give us that emotional state. We need to feel those emotions now. Joe Dispenza, absolute amazing person. Dr. Jody Spencer talks about frequency before form. We need to practice feeling the emotions of the life that we desire now. Okay? Do not wait for the life. Be the change you wish to see in the world. If you want a peaceful life, be peaceful. Yeah? If you want a joyful life, be joyful. We need to be joyful in the absence of circumstances. Now, I've experienced this myself in past relationships where I've been anxiously attached and I've been emotionally, I've been with people who have been emotionally unavailable and I've always been in that anxious energy of I need to feel this, I need to feel that. And it got to the point where I was just in the height of one of my anxiety moments. I was feeling needy, I felt like I needed this and that and I wasn't getting any response from my partner at the time. I simply lied in bed and I was like, what do I want to feel from a relationship? Yeah, I want to feel safe. I want to feel trust. I want to feel loved. I want to feel accepted and I want to feel seen. What does that feel like in the body? Yeah, I started to feel safe. I started to surrender my shoulders. I started to feel calm in the breath. And I started to try and replicate what those emotional feelings would feel like in my body. And I started to think, wow, like I'm in control of these emotions. I can bring them on any time I want. And I started to try that as an exercise. What would it feel like if I was living the life that I wanted? Yeah. What would that feel like in my body? And I started to practice this. Started to practice it and see for myself that frequency is before form. Yeah. And the more we are grateful for in the now, the more that we suddenly see that we have to be grateful for. So if we practice feeling the emotions of the life that we desire in the now, then that is an amazing thing to do. It changes your life and it helps you bring the future that you want in the now. Yeah, You realise that the future that you desire, you've already got. The person that you want to be, you already are. <laughs> yeah. So, for the future, yeah. Visualise the future that you want and become that frequency. Practice those emotions. Yeah, If you think of the person that you'd like to be in life... Act like that person, yeah? Think about that person, what it does, and start behaving that way. And suddenly, you'll start to see the world accordingly. You'll start to see the world as if you already are that person. Okay? Now, that is, you know, it may be a new topic for a lot of people to, to sort of sit with, but look into the work of Dr. Jody Spencer, and he'll talk about the emotions and how... Look at the law of attraction in its very nature. Yes, you can set an intention of what you want. That in the intention is the, uh, you know, the intention that you're setting towards a desire. But the emotional is the magnet. Yeah, it's the emotion that you need to feel in your body for you to attract that into your life. Okay, right. So I'm not going to talk too much more. I wanted to keep it quite a short podcast, short and snappy. Um, so to very very quickly summarise. I believe that the steps necessary are to release the past energetically in the body, reframe the past, okay, to suit us in a way today, rather than holding on to the past and wearing it like a heavy cape that we are taking around everywhere with us, okay, we reframe it to suit us. 
Now, that isn't me saying to bypass the past and say, oh, you know, just move on. We need, the first step, as I said earlier, is to release the past energetically. We sit with those emotions and we let them pass through our body. We honour them, yeah? They've hurt us and we've suppressed them for a reason. We respect them and we allow them to move through in the body. Okay? These are all cathartic healing practices and very fundamental. Because we can talk as much as we want, we can get all the intellect as much as we want, read all the books we want and all the podcasts, but unless we release the energy from the body, we're not going to move on. So yeah, reframe the past and we regulate the present, focus on being present and build resilience towards the future and practice feeling the emotions of the future we desire. I think that's enough for today. <laughs> yes, thank you so much for listening. Let's do a little physiological sigh on the way out and then I'll say goodnight. Thank you again for listening. Until next, li- ne- until next time, <laughs> much love.